was praying for me. <laughs> and I got excited because it's a new day. I got excited because it's a new day. And I'm going to start off with God's Word. Because His Word is supposed to change people's hearts, change people's minds, bring healing. And, and anything that matters is going to come from Him, not me.
obedience to God or whether we run our own way. And I ran my way for far too long, but I thank God by his grace and his mercy that he found me <laughs> in my lost state. He found me. I didn't find him. He found me. But I thank him for this day. And, and, and God put this on my heart. It's a new day. It's a new day. Everybody's looking forward to a new year. But, you know, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. All we have is today. Amen. We have to choose to serve the Lord today. Amen. We have to choose to praise God. And in verse 12 it says, All the people went away to eat, to drink, to send portions, and to celebrate a great festival. We have to celebrate today. Amen. When we wake up, this is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. I will be glad and rejoice in it. But we shall be glad and rejoice in it together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. And if we're not brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to make a choice today because tomorrow's not guaranteed, but the Word of God holds true. We need, we need to make our decisions today. We need to celebrate God today. We need to get up with joy in our heart because He chose to give us another day. He chose to give us another day. Shouldn't we celebrate that? Amen. Because we have life. Because, you know, that, that blessing and the curse in Deuteronomy, it also talks about, I give you a choice to stay between life and death. That's your blessing and your curse. The blessing is life, and life only comes through Jesus Christ. Life comes through Jesus Christ. Without him, we have no life, we have death. We're walking dead. I was walking dead for 40 years. Forty-some odd years, I was walking. I was, I was just dead, and death and destruction followed everywhere I went because I thought I was somebody. But I know what the Bible says, and I know what God's done in my life, and I know in John chapter fifteen, Jesus says, "I am the true vine." And then He goes on to say, "You are the branches." You need to abide in me because without me, you can do nothing. Amen. I can't breathe if he chooses to take my breath because he is my breath of life. Amen. He is our breath of life to anybody who chooses life. He's our breath of life. But it's a day that he's made. I'm going to put this night in his hands because I want it to be less of me more of God. Because God's the one who can save, heal, and deliver through, his, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He can bring us back into the one relationship that matters. He can keep us in that relationship. But we have to trust Him today. We have to celebrate Him today. We have to praise Him today. So let's put it in God's hands. Father God, I thank you and praise you for this day. It is a day that you've made, Lord God. We choose to rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. Thank you for waking us up. There's so many people who didn't wake up today, Lord God. I hope they know. I hope they knew you, but chances are the majority didn't, Lord God. In, in their destination, it's not what you had planned, Lord. You, you want no man to perish, Lord God. 
me speak life through your word, Lord. Holy Spirit, just unfold the word to me and through me tonight, Lord God. Just touch everyone who hears your word, Lord. Touch everyone who hears your word. Heal what needs to be healed, Lord God. Take away anxiety, depression, Lord God. Anything that needs to be taken away, anything that's not of you, Lord God, wash us with your word tonight. Wash us with your word, Lord God. Encourage us to celebrate you every day, Lord. In your word, you tell us that some men esteem one day higher than another, and some men esteem every day the same, Lord. But we shouldn't argue and we shouldn't put each other down for holding one day higher than another or holding every day the same. I choose... I choose to celebrate you every day, Lord God. Treat it the same because it's a special thing when you wake me up. And I thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, just have your way. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. I hope y'all love the Word of God. Amen. Because I sure do. But Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to start at verse 9. It says, Pray then in this way, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we, all, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Verse 14. For if you forgive men for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Praise God. But verse 11 says, Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day. You don't say give us what we need for tomorrow. It's good to plan ahead, and it's good to plan, you know, and have aspirations and goals and stuff for the year. But we need to walk in today. We need to walk this day pleasing to the Lord. We need to fulfill our purpose today. And our purpose, if we're children of God, is to glorify God. We have the Holy Spirit of God living in us. He will lead us and guide us into all truth. But we have to choose that daily. We can't, I'm not going to say anything new tonight. It's just a reminder. God's word in Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing new under the sun. And this is nothing new tonight, but it's, I hope it encourages y'all. It's got me excited about today. About today. And if he wakes me up tomorrow, this will be today. If he wakes me up the day after that, this will be today. But tomorrow will never come because it's always going to be a new day. It's always going to be a new day when he wakes us up. It's a gift from God. Today is a gift from God. And we have to treat it as such. We have to be the lights. He left us here for a reason. He didn't leave us here to sit in a corner, to sit in, in a dark room by ourselves. 
we shine the light on God says in his word and, and in Matthew also he, he tells us let your light so shine before men he doesn't say put a lamp over it he says not to put it <laughs> to put a shade over it don't put it under a bed or under a bushel let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and, and your good works you can't work your way into heaven. None of us can. But we should be compelled to love people, to have compassion in, in our good works. Our works, in, in John, they say, they asked Jesus, say, what might we do to do the works of God? And Jesus said, believe on him, which is Jesus. Believe on him whom he, God, the Father, sent. Believe on him whom he sent. That's the works that we need to do. And if we believe and commit and surrender our lives to him, what are we going to do? We're going to follow in his footsteps. We're going to see a need. We're going to fill it. We're going to have compassion on people. There's so many people you walk around everywhere, especially Christmas up in the stores. People have just sad countenances. They, their faces are just drawn and they're like, some people might not have money to buy the gifts that they think they need to buy everybody, but there's only one gift that Christmas should be about, and that's the gift of eternal life that God had planned for us through that baby that we're supposed to be celebrating. Because he was born to die for our sins. He was born to walk sinless to that cross so he could be that perfect sacrifice so that we could live. I had people in my life try and tell me that I need to make a decision today. I'm, you know, I've been reflecting a lot over the past two weeks. I'm like, well, people telling me, I know of at least five or six times where people witnessed to me. And some of them I just kind of placated, and, or I guess that's the word. <laughs> but I just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pray with them and everything. I didn't believe it in my heart. And there ain't no prayer going to save anybody. It, it no confession with your mouth going to save anybody if you don't believe in your heart. That God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to take away our sins, to wash us clean by his blood, to be buried and rise again so we could live. And that's today. The Bible tells us in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. We should celebrate that. We should celebrate that. In, 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 we're getting closer. I believe, looking at the signs that Matthew tells us in, in chapter 24, that we should look for the signs of the times. We know the seasons. We should know the, the, what's going on today. And see what's happening in the world and how evil is waxing worse and worse. People are getting darker and darker around us. We should be shining brighter and brighter. Because we're a child of the living God. We have the light of life inside of us. He's the light of the world. But he tells us, let our light so shine before men. We have Jesus in our heart. We have the light of the world in us. We just need to open up. We need to love people the way he's called us to love people.
but in, in Joshua, what does he tell us? What, what, what does Jesus ask? Or, I mean, what does Joshua tell us? In, in, I believe it was verse 15 of chapter 24. He says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day whom you will serve. We're, we're going to serve something or somebody. We're either going to serve sin, our flesh, the devil. We're going to be a slave to something. We might as well surrender to Christ Amen. and serve him. Amen. Because he's our Lord. And, and, and I love, I still, and I've said this, I don't know, maybe every time I preach, but I love this. Jesus is Lord. Philippians tells us that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord, and, and you translate that, it means master. Master, he's our master. We have to submit to him. Let his spirit lead us. Yield to the spirit, and we can walk in the fullness of the joy that he prayed for us to have. We can have that today. Not as, as a long-term goal somewhere down the road. Yeah, eternity in heaven is something we look forward to, but he's left us here. He has us here. He woke us up today. He woke us up today, so we have something to do today for our Father, to glorify Jesus, to glorify the Father. We have everything we're equipped to do what we need to do. We've got the Holy Spirit of God. If we truly believe it, if we've, if we've received his love, he, he's filled us with the spirit to lead and guide our steps, to walk us where we need to go, to direct us. We can pull away. We can, we can choose to listen to the world, but we need to listen. We need to know the voice of God. We need to know his spirit's leading. And how are we going to know that? How do we know his voice or how do we know if he's leading us this way or that way? got to be in his word. We've got to be on our knees asking for his direction. Praying, praising him. I've been praising him all day. You know that song, Waymaker, I was listening to that today and I just started weeping, man, because I'm going to tell you what, just the way God moves, even when I don't see it, I don't see anything happening, changing in my life today. I don't see it. He's still working. Even when I don't feel it. He's still working today. Amen. He's still working today. He's still doing miracles today. He's healing people today. He's setting people free today. Amen. And you know, it, it's a beautiful thing. I'm just looking at my life. You know, there's things happening now that I've been praying for for years. We've been praying for. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, he's starting to move in lives that have been prayed for in this room. He's starting to move when his children bring their request to him and cast our burdens upon him. He's going to take care of us. He tells us he will. He says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We have to trust him today with everything. If we trust him for our salvation and we can't trust him with today, I think we're a little bit mixed up on our salvation. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commands. Keep my commands. And you know, in, in, in Ezra, I mean, in Nehemiah, he's, he's, they read the law to the people right before what the passage I read. 
Ezra just read the law, the people stood up in reverence as he read the law, and he read it, not just the short bit that I read. He read it. He's standing all day in the presence of God, hearing his word, and then they had the Levites coming in to edify him, to teach him, and explain what all that means. And then Jesus came because God had a plan. He knew Adam would fall in the garden. He knew man was going to fall. And he knew that he didn't want him. He created man to live forever with him, to walk in harmony, walk in fellowship with him in paradise. And there was only one way that that could happen because God, the Father, cannot be in the presence of sin today or any other day. But he sent Jesus to fulfill that law to walk sinless to the cross, to make it a new day for us. And that temple that Ezra built, that Nehemiah built the wall to protect that city of Jerusalem, what, what, what was that? What's that temple? We're the temple of God. If we're children of God, we have the Holy Spirit of God. We've been born again. We are the temple of God. Amen. You know, and, and, and God put this on my heart that our heart is the ark. We need to be careful how we carried that ark. We need, to, we need to guard our hearts. We need to guard our minds because what we take in our minds, what we hear in our ears and see with our eyes, it, it sinks into the inner being, into our heart, that inner man. We need to be careful what we listen to, who we listen to. We need to, we need to listen to God. That's why we need to come together as a body of Christ, brothers and sisters, come and Edifying each other through God's word. Because God's word, that's, it said, and John says that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And then verse 14 says, and the word became flesh. We have Jesus Christ in our hands. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us into all truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if we want to get and know all the truth and have the Holy Spirit lead us into all truth so we know how to walk this walk pleasing to God, we need to let him lead us and guide us into all truth. And this word is the truth. I know how it's changed my life. I've seen it change other people's lives around me. And, and, and it's no different today than it was then. God's word heals. God's word is pure. It's a shield unto those who trust in him. Every single word is pure. I'm excited about today because God chose us before the beginning of time. He, chose, he knew before the beginning of time he would put this message on my heart and allow me to speak it. And, and I thank him and praise him for that. And we're going to go to John, I mean, we're going to stay in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to go up to verse 25. It says, For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. That they do not sow, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. 
and yet your heavenly Father feeds them, are you not worth much more than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single cubit to its lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field, they do not toil, they do not spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory did not clothe himself like one of these. But if God so raised the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more do so for you? O oh, men of little faith, do not be anxious then, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or with what shall we clothe ourselves? For all these things the Gentiles eagerly, eagerly seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has its own things. We need to deal, deal with things today. Amen. We need to let go of what happened behind us. Like Paul said, one thing I do is forget those things which are behind, and I keep pressing on, press towards that mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. Amen. We've got to keep going for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I think I, I think that's correct. <laughs> I caught myself, but we we have to press forward today. We have to press forward today. We have to be satisfied today. The only way we can be satisfied. Is with the bread of life. It's the only thing that's going to satisfy us. That living water is the only thing that's going to take that thirst away. That there's something better somewhere else. Or, or it's, the grass is greener on the other side. And I heard somebody say, the grass is greener on the other side when it's fake. <laughs> you know? And, and it always is fake if it's greener. You know, because it, <laughs> this is the word that brings life. It, 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 it's that water that quenches the thirst. And that's why God tells us, come freely. Those who are thirsty, come freely. Drink and eat without money. We don't have to pay for anything. God's going to take care of us. Amen. We don't have to chase money. And y'all have heard me talk about me. Um, a lot of people would have, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a lot of people would have done, but I know what I do. I trust God with my provision. He tells me in his word I should trust him with my provision. So I trust him with my provision. Tell him aside earlier, I think I lost some money, but I took what money I had and give it to God. Because I know God takes care of me. He takes care of everything I need. And the one thing he, he put in my heart is today, and this was a couple weeks ago, and every day I've been thinking about it. Today. Today, 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 today. Live for him today. Trust him today. He says, give us this day. He taught us to pray. Give us this day our daily, our daily bread. Provide for me today what I need, Lord God. And he said, don't get your wants and your needs mixed up. We can't get our wants and our needs mixed up. We have to trust God that he's going to provide everything we need. And if we're in a relationship with God and we're walking towards Him, we're seeking Him with our whole heart, we're coming together as a body, as 
brothers and sisters in Christ, and we're studying his word. We're praising God together. We're praying together. Putting our, putting our lives in his hands as, a, as one body with one accord. Then our wants are going to line up with his wants. The more we know him, the closer we get to him, the more our wants become his wants. And I believe what he wants is for us to share his love, but he wants us to trust him with everything we have. He wants us to trust him just with absolutely everything. And we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 4. I, I believe Marshall read my outline when she brought those the scriptures. But praise God, that's just confirmation. It's just absolute confirmation. It's nothing but God. And Hebrews chapter 4, starting in verse 1, says, Therefore let us fear, lest while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you should seem to have come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not united by faith in those who heard. For we who have believed Enter that rest. Just as he had said, As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has thus said, somewhere concerning the seventh day, And God rested on the seventh day from all of his works. And again, in this passage, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly had good news preached to them failed to enter because of disobedience. He again fixes a certain day today. Today, saying through David, after so long a time, just as it has been said before, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day after that. There remains therefore a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone falls through following the same example of disobedience. But today, if you hear his voice, and harden not your hearts. Amen. Hear his voice. Trust Jesus. Jesus said he's the Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus Christ is my rest. Amen. Jesus Christ is my rest. If I'm resting in Jesus, placing my trust in him, I'm serving him, I have peace and joy in my life that I never knew when I was walking and running in the world. I never knew that peace and joy existed. I thought I had peace at times. It was a delusion because what started off as being fun and being exciting turned into a nightmare when I was following my own footsteps, when I was following my thoughts, my minds, because the world, my flesh, the devil, these prince of the powers of the air, these things that we watch on TV, you know, they had the subliminal... <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. So is that right? Subliminable? Mm -hmm. That's a harder word. But anyway, 
they had these messages that we don't think are sinking into our heart, but then we'll be walking through the store and, you know, never had this in my life. And I'm going, hey, man, I'm like, well, try that. That looks good. Why does it look good? Because it's been planted in your mind it looks good. And that doesn't look good. Anything in this world doesn't look good because most of the stuff that looks really good that I end up buying is horrible for my body. Clogging up my veins and my, you know, my <laughs> arteries, and I'm like, Ugh. you know, get cramps and mess up my joints because I'm eating all this stuff. What God give us? He, he put Adam in the garden. You know? He sacrificed meat's good. I love meat, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a steak and potato kind of guy, but I, I love vegetables too. But I, I eat junk, and I, you know, that's one thing y'all pray for me about, you know. But, Watch my health, you know, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> but it's just choices. We have those choices every day. Yeah. I can choose to eat healthy, or I can choose just to follow myself down the grocery aisle, you know. <laughs> and I tend to do that, but that, it's not just the grocery aisle and what we eat. It's what we partake, who we hang around with, people that are going to, talking like I used to talk, you know, I don't have to be around those people, but if I am, I can say, you know, they take the Lord's name and they know, say, hey man, it's not his fault. It's your, it's, your, it's your choice. You choose for that to be that way. He can take it away. He can deliver you. I've, I've been on a job where somebody said something and I'm like going, Just shut up and get away from me. I'm going, no, I, why don't you answer my question? If you don't answer my question, don't talk around me like that anymore. I'm just trying to open a conversation here. Why? Well, you did because you're choosing to. You're choosing to feel that way. You're choosing not to be, be more loving. We can choose not to be loving. We can choose a hateful person. But if we got the love of God in us, there's absolutely no way we can be hateful to people. He tells us, and Jesus said that we can hang all the laws and the prophets on these two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And he says your heart versus your inner man. Your heart, your soul. That's eternal. Your mind all your strength. That means we have to strive to love God with everything that we have. We can say we love God. We can love God. But do we love Him with our whole heart, with our whole being, from everything from the top of our head to the soles of our feet? That's the way He wants us to love Him. And he wants us to love each other and love our neighbors. Love men and women the way we love ourselves. And that takes work. Because everybody's not so likable but, you know, if we learn to love people, we might learn to like them, too. You know, because, because you know, we see things in other people that when we look in the mirror, you know, because God will reveal things to me in the Bible. And somebody told me a long time ago, I've been reading this, this word for almost 15 years now. You know, every single day I've been reading it and said, you know, when, when, when you think about somebody else, when you're, Reading that, and you go, oh, somebody pops in your head. Yeah, that sounds like 
Sounds like Tony. Yeah, yeah. You know what he told me? This guy told me? He said, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. God's trying to show you something about yourself that you need to give to him. You need to get out of you. So when we think somebody irritates us and we can't like them, we don't want to be around them, you know, you had um, Simon the Zealot was one of the apostles, and I think I said Judas of uh, laughing the other week, but Simon the Zealot, Matthew the tax collector, in the world, Simon would have wanted to run his sword right through that tax collector Matthew, but they came together for one common cause, that's for the love of Christ. They loved Jesus. He changed him because just like Zacchaeus in, in, in Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 10, Zacchaeus ran ahead, ran up so he could look in the tree because he was short. He couldn't see over the crowd. So he gets up in the tree so he can see Jesus because he wanted to know who Jesus was. Jesus already knew. He walks up, stops, and looks up in the tree and says, Zacchaeus, come down. I must abide at your house today. Today. But that day was a new day for Zacchaeus because nobody wanted to be around him. They couldn't stand him because he was working for the enemy. He was working for the oppressor, taking their money and, and taking more than he should and packing his pockets and getting rich. But he changed immediately when he had an encounter with Jesus. We have an encounter with Jesus. There's absolutely no way we can have a great big God who created the universe the universe fits in the span of his hand, live in our hearts, and we not be changed. And, and, and we need to tell people that. I tell people that all the time, man. God, God can fix you. God can change you. God can give you that peace and joy that you're seeking. He can, give you the, he can take away your depression. I, I used to be so depressed that I wanted to die, you know. But... God took that away. Jesus Christ took that away. He delivered me from that. Amen. Because I surrendered to Him and I chose. I made a decision. It took me a long time to come to that decision. I had a lot of opportunities. Like I said, people told me, you know, shared the gospel with me. And I just kind of blew them off. Some of them nicely, some of them not so nicely. And, and when I finally come to the end of myself and realize... I ain't all that a bag of chips. I'm absolutely nothing until he came inside and came to abide in me because I chose to abide in him. And if we abide in him, he will abide in us. He'll direct our steps. He will give us the peace, take away the anxiety, the depression, the addictions, any addiction that you have. I had most any addiction that anybody could ever have. And he took it away. When I came to the end of myself, when I realized I couldn't do it, but like I said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, it says, today is the day of salvation. And salvation is to be saved, healed, and delivered. Saved, healed, and delivered. But not only Zacchaeus, but the woman at the well, it was a new day for her. It's a new day for that woman at the well because she's talking about, you know, how to pray and this and Jesus said, there's going to come a day when you have to approach the Father and pray in spirit and in truth. She received that. 
He's like the one. I know the Messiah is going to come, and Jesus chose the Samaritan woman. And Jesus, and, and God is so sovereign. God loves us so much. When he was in the form of Jesus, when he was in the flesh, walking around like us, and I think they said back in his time that the average height of the man was like about five foot five, so I'd be tall back then, you know, praise God. <laughs> but he walked through, through Samaria. Most of the Jews used to walk around because they didn't want to deal with the Samaritans. Jesus knew there was a divine appointment. And he walked in there and, and met that woman at the well and changed her eternity. And you know, and, and you know, if we want to get all religious stuff, that woman was divorced five times. Right? Was, she was divorced five times, and the man that she was living with now was not her husband. But she opened up, she was honest with God. She was honest with Jesus. She spoke the truth. And Jesus said, You spoke correctly. If you knew, and then he tells her, he reveals himself as the Messiah to her, which was the first person he openly told, yes, I am he. I am. And she went and led the whole town to him. Because it was a new day. She wasn't this lady who couldn't keep a man. She wasn't a lady who was rejected time and time again. She was loved by God, just like everybody whoever hears this message, everybody in this room and anybody on YouTube, you're loved by God. You're not too far for Him to reach. We need to let people know that, that they're not too far for God to reach. You know, somebody got me in church, but God spoke to my heart. I don't know what the man preached that night. I found out three years later, but I know Jesus grabbed my heart when I sat up under and I heard the word and I had no direction. I was looking for something to get me out of the nightmare that I was living. And somebody preached God's word. Somebody told me that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I knew there was a God. I knew Jesus died to save the world, but I didn't know he died to save me until somebody shared that with me or somebody cared enough to browbeat me to go to church or drug me into church, basically kicking and screaming. But I, I heard that word of God, and, and the Holy Spirit knew my heart was ready because he had prepared it. He had tilled that ground to make it good ground so that seed could be planted and it could flourish and it could change my life change my life. It could change my children's life. It, 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 could, it, it, it could teach me to pray because it's where it tells me to pray and it teaches us how to pray. But we, we need to focus on today and walk today. And I'm going to read one more thing and I'm going to leave it at that. And it's Deuteronomy this one verse. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 39. Now therefore today, and take it to your heart, that the Lord, He is God in heaven above and on earth below, and there is no other. But we need 
take it to heart. That he is God of heaven and earth, and there is no other. We shouldn't fear man, should fear rejection, because, you know, Jesus was rejected, but he didn't fear man because the Bible tells us don't fear the one who can kill your body. Fear the one who can kill your body and your soul and cast your soul into hell. There's only one who can do that. But we have a choice in the matter. We can choose to surrender. Or we can choose to rebel. Because that's what happened in the garden. Adam rebelled. And he was spiritually dead. And we're spiritual beings created for eternity. And, and it's a that we walk uprightly before him today, choose to obey him today, just love each other, man, love people, learn to love people, teach yourself to love people, get in God's word and he'll direct you and he'll put that love in your heart that you need to walk pleasing to him. And that's my word and I'm sticking to it. Thank <laughs> you.